0: It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord with you all this morning. I feel like we've already had church. I say this quite often. I feel like we've already been in the presence of the Lord. But I want to talk about a few things this week. I, and I want to also say how thankful I am for Terry and Jan and Lori to come visit me this weekend. It was wonderful to have the time with them and spend some quality time, laughing and giggling and being silly sisters, and that was fun. I appreciate them being here. On Wednesday, Dawn and Audrey had invited me to come to the KOA that they were staying in, and on the way up there, I just was praying and said, Lord, give me a foreshadowing of what you want me to speak about on uh, Sunday and I had done some studying on Monday and Tuesday, actually on a completely other topic, and I believe I will be using that, but within a few minutes, going to Santa Cruz, going up the highway, up the round, you know, around the corners and the curves, the Lord downloaded a message into my spirit, and I am so convinced of the topic this morning, after having heard what everyone has said, today and the topic is called God things. And I define God things as events in our lives that we really have very little input into, very little uh, action on our part in arranging them, but that the outcome is so phenomenal and so impactful to our lives that it could be none other than a God thing. And I want to tell you about a couple of those in my life, and then we're going to look at a couple of others. At 17 years old, I got my first professional job at Bank of America. And the rule was at that time, because the bank closed at 3 o'clock Monday through Thursday, but it stayed open until 6 o'clock on Friday, the rule was nobody took off on Fridays because all hands on deck were needed in that closing time sometimes closing could take two to three hours after six o'clock so it was not unusual to get home at 8 30 or 9 o'clock on a Friday night the unspoken part of that rule was that you don't even ask for time off I had told my manager when I took this job that I was the church pianist. She was from a very well-to-do Catholic Italian family, and church was a big part of her life, so I thought, well, she'll be happy to know this. But I didn't realize that her nickname, Pep, P-E-P, was short for chili pepper because she had a temper that was fiery. Our choir was invited to present plays and go singing to singing programs at other churches and district events and such. And you guessed it, all of those performances were on Friday night so that it didn't interrupt with our interfere with our Sunday services or the other churches Sunday services. And they all involved some travel time. I know we went to San Francisco, Modesto, different places. I don't remember them all. So I told my manager in advance about the choir singing away from home on a Friday and that I was going to need several Fridays off. She grabbed me by the wrist and dragged me into the conference room and slammed the door and stood behind the door between me and the door, put her hands on her hips, and I thought she was going to explode. There was steam coming out the top of her head. And I said, well, I'm really sorry, but there is no other pianist. I'm the the only one, so if I can't go, then the choir can't go and sing either. She put her finger in my face. And she said, as I am turning the page. All right, you can go, but don't you tell a soul about this. And she turned around and walked out and slammed the door behind her. Of course, I went to her and I thanked her and thanked her and told her I would not take advantage of this and I'd work really long hours and do whatever she needed. And her answer was the same. Every time I had to go back and tell her, don't you tell a soul about this. (laughs) So I didn't. That was a God thing, believe me. After I left the bank, I worked at Ernst & Young for 13 years and through many more God things, Doug has now worked there for over 25 years. Is that right? 25 years. During that period of time, Don played football in high school and college. And I had a boss at that time who hated everyone. He was the director of human resources, the director of human resources, got that, and he did not like people and people didn't like him either so kind of a <laughs> even Stephen. but for some reason he loved me and Jim and when our team was going away from home he let me leave early on Fridays one o'clock two o'clock depending on how far away the game was so that we could get there in time Now those of you who know Jim, he was always running late for everything except a football game. (laughs) He would be standing in the driveway waiting on me to get home from work so we could go to the football game and that's the truth. (laughs) My boss never charged me for the time, he never required that I make it up, he never mentioned docking my pay. But once in a while, he'd say, Deb, could you meet me on Saturday morning? We need to finish up such and such, and you better believe I'd be there. And there were even times he asked, do you think Jim would come and help me move some things? You better believe it. And then on Monday morning, when I would get back to work, he'd say, well, how did we do? Did we win the game? Well, sometimes we did, and sometimes we didn't. That was a God thing, too. I'm just gonna mention briefly this last one because I have told it once before and probably the most incredible thing that's ever happened as far as God things go. The night before, Jim was to leave here to go to Texas to help Jan and Matt move. Darren and Lori were about, Darren I think was six months old and Lori was maybe 18 months or something like that little babies and jan and matt had each a car to drive to get there or a truck and a car and jim was going to go to help with the babies and help the driving and what have you and we were struggling with this and he got up and he said debbie the lord won't release me to go and leave you and the kids here well after much discussion on my part saying, why all the reasons that I can't go, we literally got up in the middle of the night, we did the laundry, we packed up everything we could in the car, and long story short, we did not return to California for seven years. That was most definitely a God thing, and so was it for us to come back, because Bob and Terry, out of their generous hearts, brought a semi-truck to Texas, loaded us up, and moved us back to California. Psalm 37, 23 says this. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. We don't always recognize this direction because we're so close to the situation. We're so engrossed in the daily walk that we sometimes don't recognize what's going on around us. There's an old, old song that says, not my will, but thine be done, Prayed Jesus, may this same prayer be mine every day. And when this robe of flesh that I wear makes me falter, guide my steps, hold my hand all the way. And that's how I believe God things happen to us. When our heart is in the right relationship with the Lord and with others, he moves our feet along the path that we should go after leaving Ernst & Young for after 13 years and taking a risky job at a startup company called Ariba where I got laid off five years later but where Don through many God things working through relationships that were built there at Ariba he was admitted to law school during A year that there were no positions open or no slots open to get into law school. And he's the general counsel for the Ariba Products at SAP, where he still works today. A God thing. Buying the house that we bought instead of a nicer, prettier house. Ours was the ugliest house on the street. It was horrible but it had the potential to be remodeled, whereas the one we were looking at did not. Moving back from Texas at the time we did, Jim immediately got a job, and that's when I took the job at Ernst & Young, even though it wasn't the job I wanted, it wasn't the first job that was offered to me, I wanted to work at Ames Research Center. But the Lord knew better. He knew different. It doesn't mean that all things that happen along our way are necessarily good when they're isolated on their own, but that God takes them all and he molds them together and he weaves them into the tapestry that he wants our lives to be and they become his perfect will in us. We see this so clearly in people in scripture, Moses, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, Elijah, Jesus. We could go on and on naming those who experienced God things, but one I want to point out is Paul he had absolutely nothing to do with the god thing that happened to him and his plan the plan god had for him in his life quite the opposite he was killing christians and god said you're the man paul in acts 17, 24, 25 paul was so confident In his encounter with God, being a God thing, that he was able to stand on Mars Hill and testify to the men of Athens, the God who made this world and everything in it. He's Lord of heaven and earth, and he does not live in temples made by hands, nor is he worshipped by things made from man's hands as though he needed anything because it is he himself who gives all men their very life their very breath and everything it is this god the same one that spoke to us this morning and said i am the lord who healeth you who leadeth you it is this god that creates these god things in our lives Because believe me, if I were smart enough to do it, I would have already done it and messed it up. But I'm not smart enough or clever enough. Oh, but sometimes, like Paul, God has to knock us off our donkey and blind us for a few days to get our attention to get through to us. We know that this whole world stands in need of a God thing right now now in our midst and it looks so bad but we can't get discouraged and give up on him to accomplish those things because all the the miraculous miracles and the events that we study in Scripture we've read them over and over and over again Things were awful at the time these miracles from God were performed and he performed them in ways that our brains could never comprehend. In famine, he created manna through the dew of the ground and then later he created meat through the quail that he brought to the Israelites in drought he provided rain, and then he caused the grain to grow and prosper to feed the people. In war, he provided victory after victory after victory. In chaos, he sent the world the prince of peace. In unrighteousness, governments and human atrocities he set up righteous governments into injustice he brought his scales of justice and we have this blessed assurance in romans 11:36 for paul wrote for of him and through him and to him are all things The the Message Bible says it this way. Everything comes from him. Everything happens through him. And everything ends up in him. The Amplified says it this way. From him, all things originate. Through him, all things live and exist. And to him are all things directed all things he controls all those things yes we surely have concerns about these present days and times and we must be in diligent prayer cannot let that go and be found faithful in him but don't forget it is he who holds our tomorrows it is he who touches us even when we can't see how we're gonna make it to the next hour, it is He who guides our steps and holds our hands all the way. Psalm 1:6 says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And Psalm 146:9 says. He turns away the he turns the way of the wicked upside down. Read it. That's a King James interpretation. He turns it upside down. And he's still doing God things among us today. At no point have we been told otherwise. Quite the contrary. We were told this morning he never changes and his word never changes. If you can recall even one thing that's happened in your life that you can put your finger on and say, this was a God thing, then you have reason to believe that he's not going to forsake us now. Amen? Amen? (laughs) Don't give up. Don't stay in discouragement. Of course we all get down and discouraged by what we see but delight yourself in him and let him be God. You know, some things may look like disappointment when we first look at them. They may look like confusion when we first look at them. We may not understand how anyone, even God, could take this mess and turn it into something good, but his word tells us he will. Will you stand with me this morning? Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers in Egypt. It looked like devastation. It looked like the end. It looked like the end of the family. But God turned it around and fed even the brothers by putting Joseph in charge of the meal tickets through the famine. God can do it. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we just thank you that you are God. We thank you, Lord, that we do have this blessed assurance, that we have your word to read and to put in our hearts, oh God, because it builds courage and it builds victory, Lord, that we can look back to and say, Our God did this, and even in our own lives, Lord, let the shining light of the Holy Spirit open up our minds and our hearts and reveal, where are the God things that you've done in us? Where are those things that couldn't possibly have happened any other way except that your hand was guiding our steps and holding our hand all the way? Oh, we thank you, Jesus, because you live in us, but you lead us, Lord. You are our gentle shepherd. Oh, God, I thank you for this message. I thank you, Lord, that you revealed in me some of the God things that you've done throughout my life. And let me remember them with confidence that you will do it again in my life in each of our lives lord i pray this morning that if there is one who is struggling for anything lord that you open their eyes and let them see lord the god things that you're doing for them oh i ask it in your name and now father i ask that you go with each and every one Oh, God, that you shine upon us, Lord, as we walk, and that we see your light illuminating the steps that we take. Oh, God, sometimes the decisions are so hard, Lord, but you know the way that the righteous take. And I pray today, Lord, strength, health, Lord, finances, everything that we have need of, you have supply. In Jesus' name, we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for your presence. Go with us now in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.